0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast. The podcast for small to medium-sized enterprises. Join your host, Amory Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host...
1: Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast Episode 8, featuring business experts and industry thought leaders to help you effectively navigate a constantly changing and disruptive marketplace. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Frost. According to my guest today, people don't buy magazines and newspapers for the ads, they buy them for the stories. And that's why you want your business to be one of those stories. And today, she's going to show you how. Join me on today's show is Jules Brooke. She's a PR expert, trainer, and speaker. She's also a serial entrepreneur and has created products, run a PR agency specializing in small business, and now she's launching a brand new world-first PR software platform that will allow anyone to run their own own PR campaign on the platform you'll be able to get help as and where you need as well as having all the media contacts so you can send your media release out know the names and details of the people you're sending it to great stuff which I'm sure she'll share more in a moment now on today's show Jules also going to speak about how to get a lifetime of free media coverage why PR is the gift that just keeps on giving as well as why you should do your PR yourself until you can afford an agency to do it for you. So welcome to the show,
0: Jules. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Let's talk about how to get a lifetime of free media coverage and, and the steps that we need to take, because I know, and you've probably spoken to many other business owners, they have tried to send out press release, but really they don't get much response at all, and it almost becomes quite frustrating for, for
0: many people, doesn't it? Yes, it does, and and there's a common mistake, actually, that a lot of people make, which is that the, the temptation is always there to say how fantastic your business is is. Or that it's, as I am obviously, you know, you said rather beautifully in that introduction, that um, I've got a world first platform. That in itself is really not that newsworthy. A lot of people will claim that they are the first at something or they do the best service or or whatever. So even if you do have the best service or you do have a world first, there are a lot of other people claiming it. And that makes it very hard for the journalists. So if they get a media release that's what they consider to be too commercial. So it's actually sort of promoting your business. They will send it straight over to the advertising department Mm -hmm. and you will get called by an advertising rep rather than them doing a story. I guess my tip is that for most business owners, what you need to think about is advice that you could give other small business owners or whoever your customers might be that doesn't really put you in the centre of the story. And I know that goes against the grain because most people think, well, what's the point of doing PR if I don't? get, you know, coverage about my business or Mm -hmm. or the story I'm trying to get up. But as I said, the temptation is to be way too commercial. And so what I normally say to people, and this works incredibly successfully, is try and think of five or 10 tips that you could offer people about whatever it is that you're an expert in and use that as the way to get a story in the media. And then at the bottom, they will always say, you know, for more information, go to this website or this article has been written by this person or whatever. So you will get that credit, but you need to kind of turn it on its head. And offer advice or offer information to people that you are expert in, so that mm-hmm. positions you in the right way, without putting your business or your phone number or your prices in. It's not that kind of a thing with publicity.
1: One of the other things as well that you that we mentioned in your buy about the media contacts, there's going to be various media representatives that are very much focused on business tips, business advice or advice in your area of expertise. So searching for the right media media contact and the right platform like radio tv print that kind of thing also needs to be considered is that another mistake you see businesses commonly make
0: it kind of is when it comes to choosing the media the best way to think about other than almost everyone wants to be on tv and that's always possible but if you're talking about the breadth of the media you really need to pick them based on how quickly you want coverage Mm -hmm. because if you go to say a weekly magazine They probably are working four to six weeks out ahead, if you know what I mean, so that if you go to them today and they say, we absolutely love your story, they're not going to actually be able to print that story, even if they put it in the next issue that's available for about six weeks. So if you want coverage really quickly, you you want to get it on a blog or a website or obviously radio, which tends to be very quick as well. Mm -hmm. In terms of finding the contacts and trying to work out the best way, uh, the best person to contact, there's a whole lot of different ways. One of the ways that's sort of really obvious is to find an article about something that you're interested in, find the journalist's name and then contact them directly. Mm -hmm. You can normally ring any media outlet and say, can I speak to the You know, small business reporter or can I speak to the editor of the lifestyle section or whatever it might be that you need um, and they will direct you. The other alternative without wanting to blow my own trumpet um, is that you can buy media contacts and on our new website that we're launching next week, you will be able to choose from eight and a half thousand contacts. There are a couple of other places that people can get contacts. One is called Margaret G. People may or may not have heard of. It's something that I used many years ago. Um, I think they tend to be a little bit clunky now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is um, MediaNet, but that's really set up for PR professionals and it's priced accordingly. So, you know, it's sort of three or $400 a month to be able to access the media contacts that you want. So really your choices as a small business person are either to get them from somewhere like me and my website at Handle Your Own PR or to do the research yourself and go looking for articles that are relevant to your topic and then find the journalist's details associated with that Mm. article.
1: So you've spoken about the fact that we don't want to keep it or have our PR, our press release, being salesy or promotion, self-promoting. What other common mistakes or things do you see happening with small businesses, which is why they're not generating success when it comes to getting free media coverage?
0: Do you know, one of the main things I think is that people are really scared. A lot of people love the theory of getting publicity. And then when it actually comes to picking up the phone and ringing a journalist or sending an email, their nerves get too much for them. Mm. So, one of the things that I would say is that I hope will reassure people is that people need to realise that the media has to come up with stories all day, every day. If they're in the news, they need to come up with 24 hours worth of coverage every day. If you're a magazine and you've got to fill 150 pages worth of stories, You can't just come up with those out of the blue. So my strongest thing that I would say to people is to realise that the media need you as much as you want them. So that's the first thing. I find a lot of people are really, really nervous and they don't need to be. Journalists are just like people like you and I. Often they're working at home with no makeup on in their PJs or whatever. Or they're working in the office and they're just working their way through lists. So don't be scared about talking to the media. Um some of the other things that people do are I have noticed people will put their registration marks and trademarks into the copy of their if, if they're writing a media release they'll actually put that in oh. now that again is like a big red rag uh, a big red rag to a journalist who's going to say this is too commercial oh. if you have ever read an article in a magazine or a newspaper you never see a registration mark or a tm in the middle of the copy no so yeah. you want to be really careful with that And then my last tip for that one would be some people are very tempted. They may have got an article written before or they may have had an ad done for them that has been really good and they really feel that it gets the message across about what their business does. I would caution you not to send those to journalists. If journalists see, and this is in most cases, it's not all cases, if you send something to the journalist and say, look, this is an article Today Tonight did on me or here's an article that was in The Age or Sydney Morning Herald, They will take one look at that and go, okay, well, the story's already been done, so I'm not really interested. If you send an ad, it goes without saying that they'll send you straight to the ad department. So what you really want them to do is think that your story is brand new and fresh and that they're discovering it. Now, if you need to get a whole lot of coverage, then you need to come up with a whole lot of different angles. A different angle is enough to be new and fresh for the Mm journalist. Journalist but it can't be, yeah, you don't really want to send them anything that shows that you've already had coverage on the same topic because they'll go, thanks very much, Um, have you got anything else for me?
1: One of the things that many businesses struggle across any platform or marketing and getting visibility for their business is that they don't have a proper plan or a strategy in place. And I think for PR to work, you really do need to put a bit of thought into it and have a plan. Do you, when you're working with clients, strategize over
0: weeks, months? What is the process like? Okay. Well, to be honest, with a lot of the small business owners that I do, there isn't there is a strategy that we put in place, but it doesn't have to be an onerous one. And most people like with advertising, you really want to get regular coverage. The more you, the more regular coverage you can get, the more you will build your brand and, and build awareness. Mm. So, in order to do that, you really want to plan, say, six to twelve months of publicity. To do that. The best thing to do is to start thinking about your target markets. Now, for instance, I'll give you, I'm gonna give you my business as an example, just, you know, for the sake of an example. I obviously am trying to get to small business owners. Now, if I wrote all my articles just for small business owners in general, I would really start running out of puff pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So what I need to do is start thinking about what are the smaller niche markets within the small business sector that I could write an article specific to that particular niche. So for instance, business mums would be one. Then you might have software companies and they would have a different type of PR. Then I might start thinking about maybe women entrepreneurs as being different from male entrepreneurs, maybe young people. And I'd be talking about how to use technology in PR. And maybe for retirees, I'd have a completely different message. So Mm. I guess you just need to, before you get started, think about all your target markets and then think about the different messages that you could tailor to each of those markets. And then once you've done that, the best idea is to send out one media release a month Send it out at the beginning of the month or whenever you like. Give it up to a week before you go back to those journalists who haven't responded and say to them, you know, did you see the story and were you interested? I'll just give you a little anecdote on that. I was teaching a book author at the end of last year and he decided he was going to send a media release out to 26 different outlets, mm-hmm. which is actually quite a small number. I would normally go for more than that. But he sent it off to the 26th and then I said to him, how did you go? And he said, look, I got one kind of, yeah, maybe we'll do a story. And I said, get on the phone and do the follow-up and just check that they've all seen the media release. Well, he calls me back about two hours later and said, I've got another eight articles. So that is the difference that it can make in following up to a journalist. Because in the same way that I say that they really want your stories, they're also incredibly busy. And a lot of them are getting 50 to 100 story ideas pitched to them every day. So even if they like yours, you know, something might have happened. The phone rang, the dog barked or, you know, their boss came in and and distracted them and they've forgotten about it. So it's always worth going back at least once and just saying, just checking you saw this, you know, were, were you interested in it and you'll often find they'll go, oh my God, yes, I really was interested and I'd forgotten about it. Thank you for contacting me again.
1: Fabulous. You were saying that this particular author sent out uh, the release to 26 outlets and and you were considering maybe that he could have done more. Are there any times where you are sending a release that you would say, look, send it to one and if you hear back that they're not interested, then go to another so that it doesn't seem like, like, is there anything that's in, in that whole PR industry called spamming that they think, oh, well, you've sent this out to like 100 different potential journalists.
0: Well, again, that's a really good question, Anne-Marie, because there's two aspects to that. If you have a product, so if you have... Something like a homeware, let's just say a homewares item, you know, a a beautiful rug or something, Mm. um, and you've got a great photo of it, then there is absolutely no problem across the whole industry for you to send that to 60 different magazines. They may all put it in there, you know, great things we love, things that are hot this month. So from that point of view, definitely if you've got a product, you can go as far and wide as you can. If you have a business story, then what I normally say to people is to see if you can have a couple of releases to hand. What I would normally do is send my media release out to maybe, I probably would send it to maybe 20 or 30 different journalists. Mm -hmm. You will find some of them will ask for an exclusive. And if the first person comes back to you and says, can I have it as an exclusive? then what you can say to them is, look, I've sent it out to other people, but I haven't heard back from anyone else. So yes, it's yours. Yes. Then you can go back to the other ones or anybody else who comes back to you and says, actually, I am quite interested in this story and say, look, I'm really sorry. So-and-so has got it, but I've got another article. Would you like me to send it to you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of exclusivity, you find it a lot with TV. You find it a little bit with newspapers. You find it very rarely with radio. They're quite used to people going across lots of different radio stations. Mm-hmm. And so it really is, it depends on the media outlet. Some are much fussier than others, but they will very clearly tell you if they want it to be an exclusive. Right.
1: Yep. And then once you've already agreed, then you really need to honour that. Because I, I think it's a small world, isn't it? And they do speak. And if you do happen to um, share it with someone else and they find out, you may find yourself being on the crossed off. A bit. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ha- having said that, Anne-Marie, um, the other thing though to think about different media types won't mind you going in a lot of cases to other media types so ah. if you get a story in the newspaper they won't have any problem with you going to radio and tv mm. or to websites if you get um, something on tv they normally say you you can't go on any other tv shows um, until we have run our story however they won't care if you go to newspapers and magazines and you can always ask them as well and sort of say you know if you're saying exclusive in what way you know, do you want this that nobody else has it at all? Or do you mind if I go out to magazines, bearing in mind that monthly magazines might be six weeks or six months before it'll be published. Yeah. So don't be too put off by having to have one story and only send it to one place. PR, to a large extent, is a numbers game. And the more people you can get it out to, the more you will generate a buzz. And if you're really lucky, you'll end up having two media outlets fighting each other Mm. to do it. Well, if you do it with us, you know, we'll give you extra promo time Mm -hmm. or we'll do a longer story or whatever yeah, so yeah. that's the ideal but um you know don't, yeah don't be too worried about the exclusives anyway I mean it, it, a business a business newspaper that's going to do a big story on you is going to ask for an exclusive exclusivity somebody who's going to just put in a few tips of yours it's unlikely that they'll ask you for the exclusivity
1: so you also say that uh, PR is a gift that keeps on
0: giving <laughs> I do <laughs>
1: I love this why is that share more
0: Okay, because, and I say this a lot in my talks, but it's totally true. If you have some media coverage, then the first thing that you get, obviously, is the initial peak or the initial interest from somebody who's reading it or watching it on on TV or hearing it on the radio. But unlike an ad or um, other types of marketing, with advertising, what do you do with the ad when it's done? You know what? When when it's already appeared, you can't kind of put it up on social media and go look at my nice ad. But you certainly can when it comes to media coverage. So, when you've got a me um, an article in the media, not only does it give you inbound links, Google will love for your SEO, but also will you know send traffic to your website. You can also use that coverage. Across all your social media channels, you could put it out in a newsletter to distributors or if you've got clients, look at what somebody's just covered for us. You can, if you've got a bricks and mortar store, you can put it up in your waiting room. You can just keep on and on using PR. And Mm. then on top of that, it's just giving you this SEO ranking Uh, for search engine optimization that that Google will absolutely love. So really, when you've got media coverage, you can really work it and milk it and get so much more from one article than just the initial article gives you. And that's, I guess, why I call it the gift that keeps on giving because it just goes on and on and on. I mean, even now, I would use articles for Handle Your Own PR, when we first launched the the first iteration of the website in 2009, I still use those articles because they were big articles in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. Yes.
1: And I think that's where businesses really need to take a step back and really brainstorm how can we use it. I mean, you've given just a fantastic list of all the different ways we can use that. And it really is up to our imaginations. And I know a lot of companies now are setting up a specific web page on their site that have you know the links that people can go and check them out or if it's an article or so or in a a magazine, then possibly. Can you take a picture? Is that allowed? Or or do you need to get authorization from them? magazine to do that, or the newspaper.
0: Okay, so normally if you get, if somebody says we're going to do a story for you, you can say, would you would you be able to send me a copy? And they'll send you maybe a PDF if it's print, mm-hmm. um, or they'll send you, if it's radio, they nearly always send you a little MP3. TV, very rarely, in fact, I would all say now that they just don't, because they put all their articles up on their website, and then they will direct you to the link and say, you're welcome to use the link on your website. Mm newspapers sorry and to just get around what i do on tv and in fact i was just doing it for a client this morning is i go and find that coverage that's online i put it on full screen on my on my laptop and then i do screen print screens Ah, so i do screen grabs of it and Mm -hmm. sometimes just because it looks cool i'll put it on the tv and then take a photo of it with actually on, on a tv yeah um so you can do that kind of thing with television with articles you really need to ask for, for people's permission but you kind of can get around it a little bit by taking a photo as a, as a sort of a last resort hmm. but really what you want is you know the logo of today tonight or the age and you know as seen in the age and a link on your website that takes them through to the actual article yes oh the only other thing i'd say Marie, is for most people to i don't know whether everyone realizes but links break over time. So if you do put a link on your website to some coverage, also make sure that you do do a screen grab because what you'll find is that after a couple of years that article won't be available anymore and you won't have any access to it. Yes, well, I've
1: learned that the hard way unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to don't, you're not the only one and so hats over hell of a lot of the other small business owners I've worked with. So yeah, that's just an important point. And and the other point which is apropos of nothing is that People need to understand that posting things on your blog these days is seen as publishing by most um, media outlets. So if you do have a blog post that you want to put up on your website but you're thinking about maybe using it for um, a media release as well, I would urge people to do the media release, send it out to the media, and ideally you'll have you'll be able to put the link in your blog saying as featured in whatever. But if nobody picks it up, then you put it on your blog, but don't do it the other way around because a lot of the media won't touch it these days if it's already been published somewhere.
1: So you say that uh, we really should be doing PR ourselves until we can afford an agency to do it for us. Speak a little yeah. bit about that and maybe give businesses who may not yet have gotten to the stage where they're considering investing in an agency to do that for them, what kind of uh, pricing range, budget, that kind of thing that they would need to, to budget for if they're considering to to hire an agency?
0: Most PR agencies, and of course, you know, there's bigger ones that charge more and smaller ones that charge less, but Mm. most agencies, including my own, uh, charge about three, three and a half thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And really for a PR agency, not very many of them will take it on for just one month. Most are looking at a minimum of three months and ideally six months um, in order to start getting the traction happening. Because A little bit like I was just saying to you, um, that that there is a lag before the article appears. You kind of want to be working with the client so they can see those results coming out as well. And it takes time to bed some of them down and to to organise some of them. So in terms of whether people should do it themselves or why they should, I... Always think that people should. I guess I didn't really know very much about PR for quite a long time. My, my uncle had a PR agency in Ireland, and I used to think it was incredibly glamorous and, and exciting, <laughs> but I really knew nothing very much about it. Yeah, and I kind of fell into PR in that I ended up getting a PR client when I had a graphic design company and they didn't realise and I needed the money, so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I am I taught myself as well. Yeah. PR is a process and I guess in the same way that I say, uh, you said at the beginning how to get a lifetime of free media coverage, mm. if you can teach yourself the process of how to get publicity, then you will be able to do it forever. It's like the story of, well, I'm not very good with my parables, but the story of give a man a fish and he feeds for a night You know, teach him how to fish and he can feed for a lifetime. Yes. That kind of concept. And if you are a very small business or a startup and you haven't got very much money, then what you do have is something that's new and exciting and the media will want to hear about it. And so once you learn the process, you can start getting the coverage. Editorial is free. The only thing that you have to do is craft a story angle so that they will not find it too commercial and that they'll run the story. And that's actually not that hard, as we talked earlier about offering advice. So I am a huge advocate of people doing their own PR. I also am an advocate, even if you are in some ways, even if you are big enough that you can afford to pay for an agency, I still think you should know how to do it first so that Mm. you understand how to feed the right kind of articles into your agency so that you understand what the process is. You will be able to be a lot more kind of assertive and proactive about your publicity with your agency if you kind of know what's going on.
1: Yes.
0: So on the one hand, I say, if you've got no money, do it. On the other hand, I would say, even if you have got money, it's worth you understanding what the process is. You'll get a lot better value from your PR agency mm. if you do it. And if you do it yourself, for instance, my website, it's it's $80 a month. So, I mean, it's it's so affordable for somebody to... To do it, I mean, $80 a month would buy you what a postage stamp-sized ad, if that, in your local paper, and yet you could be aiming for the Finn Review, you could be aiming for the Age, Sydney Morning Herald, Courier Mail, West Australian Advertiser, Mm. whatever it might be, but big media will be just as interested, and they don't care that you're a small person. Uh, or, or a small business, they just care about whether the story is good. So, yes,
1: absolutely. And the fact that they have to, uh, you know, for TV, twenty four hours fill twenty four yeah. hours, and a lot of stories. I mean, they're not speaking to to you know a guest or to someone that they're featuring for more than a couple of minutes. So no, exactly.
0: Yeah. So think about that. And you, I actually did was doing. I was on air with Steve Price last year. Um, on a small business show, and we were talking about p r and i I could have pissed him actually mm. because he just turned around and said in you know, I was going to say in front of everybody, but obviously on air across fifty two different radio stations, he said, Oh my God, you know, we have to fill twenty four hours a day, seven days a week i've got he himself does i think it's a three or four hour show." He said, I am always looking for stories. And, and you know, we are desperate for people to call in with stories. We're desperate for people to pitch stories for us, to come on as guests. We're just always looking for them. Uh, and I was just, I just thought, what a fantastic endorsement. He's so, he's so right, and any journalist will tell you that. They rely on the stories being given to them. I mean, it, you know, they really can't go out and investigate absolutely everything. They they just need people to let them know about new things that are happening. Yes.
1: You know, I remember years ago, and I think I've mentioned this on a, on a number of shows already, that I was involved in the career industry. And I think it was because, and this is getting to the question, I think it was because as part of a, an association I was a member of, they had a little feature in the middle of the page in the career. The, the and I think it, then it was the Herald Sun. And because of that, yeah. I had a couple of articles. But I found that because of that I started to be contacted by various yes. journalists and I thought my goodness I've never I haven't really done anything other than shared different articles and things like that. For someone that is maybe looking to build their reputation as an expert in their area of, of, of in industry, are yeah. there some things that they can do to really attract the attention of journalists that they go if we want to know about this topic this person is the go-to.
0: Yes. Um, One of them, of course, is, as I said, to do those kind of advice kind of articles where you are seen to be a bit of a thought leader. Yes. The other one is you can actually send an email to a whole lot of journalists, you know, who work in the field that you're particularly interested in and say, this is my background, this is my experience, and I would be more than happy to make comments you know, if the topic ever arises, so that's mm. a very common thing to do, and most journalists will have their list of experts that they go to for different topics, yes, and they'll put you on that list. so that is definitely one way, but the other way is you know if you can get media coverage exactly as you said with The Herald Sun, and the more high profile media, the better, yeah, obviously, but if you can, then the journalist will come to you, and I have a really good example of that. I helped a guy. Um, at the end of last year, who is a physiotherapist and knows nothing about marketing whatsoever. And I taught him how to do his own PR, and he ended up getting a story in the Herald Sun that then went viral. So it then went into 3AW, and every single one of the evening news contacted him, and he got you know national coverage wow. in the evening news. So it was ama- absolutely amazing, actually. He got like seven months' worth of, of bookings in two days. Oh, but husband. the the interesting thing with him was that he was then contacted about 6 weeks later by somebody else who he was it was for the Melbourne headache and migraine clinic mm-hmm. he was contacted for about a migraine story about 6 weeks later and then um we were working with a different migraine clinic in Brisbane actually last week and we managed to get our client on the today show and lo and behold the same footage from Melbourne came up as well so <sighs> I just wanted people to realise that once you get that, once you get your foot in the door, it really does work. And obviously, look, TV is the holy grail that way because people will immediately kind of see whether you're able to speak and how you look on TV and all that kind of thing as well as to whether mm-hmm. they want to get you on again. But newspapers can be very, very strong. And, and really the um, headache clinic that I was talking about, it really just started with an article in the Herald Sun. So in your state, wherever you are, whether you're in Queensland or New South Wales or WA or wherever, um, or, or Northern Territory, of course, if you can try and get into the main metropolitan newspaper in that state, it's much easier to then go to TV and radio and offer the story. And it's quite possible that they will see the story and then come to you and ask you know, for an interview anyway. They'll, it's amazing how they'll find you. They will find you, that's for sure.
1: Fantastic. Look, great tips as always. You're such a wealth of knowledge in this area. Oh, and I can tell you're so passionate <laughs> about it as well. So I know you. you we have mentioned your uh, new website a number of times. So I'm sure people are sitting there with their pens poised, waiting <laughs> to take down the URL. And we know that it's going to be launching soon and probably actually will be launched by the time this show goes live. What's the URL, Jules?
0: Okay, the URL is www.handleyourownpr.com.au. Www.handleyourownpr, so Spelt exactly as you would imagine it to be spelled. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for interviewing me. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for joining us again today. Please reach out and uh, check out Jules' site. That does bring us to the end of another show. And if you want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and thought leaders to SMEs, go to www.ssba.net.au. That's www.ssba.net.au.